Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we're doing a full length episode right now. Thank you for your patience. We didn't have it last week because of um, life. But um, <laughs> we've got a gem of an episode today for you, everyone. So um, yes. this week, I picked the movie that we watched. Uh, I picked the classic 90s mm. Marissa Tomei vehicle. I know it's also a Joe <laughs> Pesci vehicle, but it's definitely a Marissa Tomei vehicle. Yeah, um, she's what's the best part of this whole thing. We all I mean, it. like we 100%. All so, yeah. so I picked my cousin Vinny, which we warned you all in the trivia, so we're going to spoil. We're going to spoil the you hell of it. You <laughs> should watch it of your own accord. And I think both of us just briefly right now, before we even get into the episode, mm. can tell you mm. that you should watch this movie. Lisa, would you agree with that? Oh, statement? 100%. 100%. Okay. You know what? A couple of my friends watched it when they knew that this is what we're going to oh. be reviewing. And they all yes. said it was just as good as they remembered. So mm. that's from outside sources. There we go. As well. Outside sources. We maybe don't have the same pool. nostalgia. Just okay, case, excellent. You know, good. Just so you understood how great this movie was. And how scientific so you of you. Seen it. Thank you. Yes. Well, you know, I work for the library. Uh, so <laughs> research true. is important. Research is important. It is true. Uh, so yeah, so if you at all haven't seen this and want to watch it, pause, turn this off. I can't believe I'm saying that. And then go watch My Cousin Vinny. It's actually free streaming on Disney Plus, I discovered. <gasps> so because oh. they own 20th Century Fox and this is done by that 20th Century Fox. That makes the sense. House uh, so yeah. anyways, go on back, watch it, and then pick up from here. Right? Okay, perfect. Yes. Done. Good advice, Lisa. Thank you. Okay. Fantastic. So, Lisa, tell everyone who doesn't know what My Cousin Vinny is, uh, what My Cousin Vinny is. So, we've said the title already a bunch of times, but basically it's about uh, two young college kids played by Ralph Macchio and I do not know who plays Stan. And they're out driving. They're from New York and they're driving in Alabama and they stop at a gas station, buy some stuff, accidentally, you know, pickpocket a thing of tuna and then get stopped by the police and they don't realize at first that what they're being charged with is the murder of the clerk of the store they have just come from. Someone has come along and murdered them. And they are innocent. They are out of depth. And there is a family member who is a lawyer named Vinny, my cousin Vinny, played by Joe Pesci. Him and his girlfriend, Mona Lisa, played by Mona Lisa Vito, played by Marissa Tomei to perfection, arrive in little nothing Alabama to try and help uh, get them off this murder charge. But of course, Vinny has not pa- has only just passed the bar. It took him six tries to do so. He is out of his depth when it comes to court cases. He's never been to court before. And so he keeps messing up. And so it appears that this whole trial could go entirely in the wrong direction. And he has to figure things out fast so that he can save his cousin and his cousin's friend from being sentenced for a murder charge and then most likely sentenced put on the death penalty uh so there's high stakes with this one it's very funny to say like this is a comedy because when you listen to yeah plot, that synopsis does not sound lighthearted you're at like all. man 90s comedies what a what a weird situation but it is genuinely funny and basically this is just the hijinks the learning curve the how will he get them free of this murder charge and what'll be sort of the big twists along the way uh and that's pretty much it it's the fish out of water in the best way it's an amazing courtroom drama it's a comedy it's everything wrapped up into this little nothing it's like a mystery <laughs> like they have to figure out like how they can get this guy like they it's, know he didn't kill and you as an audience are like how is he gonna do it because yeah, it does not look good to succeed suddenly there's a big hurdle and you're like how is he gonna come over this hurdle so we're gonna talk about this because this is also a movie that was beloved in our household everyone mm-hmm. of our family 
watched it, rewatched it, quoted it. We all can quote it. We can all do long stretches of quotes. This is like a league of their own uh, in terms of how quotable this was for me and Pauline. And it is one that we continue to quote. And I'm very glad you picked it because it's been a while since I've seen it. And by a while, I mean since the start of this podcast. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Like three years. Yep. <laughs> three years. Um and so it's nice to be able to watch it again. So yeah, everyone, buckle up. Uh, pre-warning, when we are doing the quotes, they're going to be full of curses because that's just how this movie is. They toss out curses left, right, and center, particularly it's the F-word. Awesome. So yep. fuck is going to be said a lot. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yep. It's going to be said so much. Uh, just brace yourself. Anything else you want to add before we strap in and um, dive in? Because this is a movie that we're going to be quoting a ton. And most of why we love this movie is because of the quotes and how mm-hmm. it's written. Um, as we start off, we'll be starting and just going into the quotes. And it's going to be a lot of back and forth between Lisa and I with yes. the quotes peppered yes. throughout the entire episode. So we won't really have a quote section. I don't think we'll need one. It, we'll we might have a couple that way. we... I mean, maybe there'll be one or two we don't say. So anyway, so just FYI on that one, everybody, that the you're just going to hear. The structure will be different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, right. it's kind of impossible for us to talk about this movie without quoting it repeatedly. Like, I can't tell you my favorite scenes without telling you why they're my favorite scenes. And the reason yeah. why they're my favorite scenes is because of how well written they are. It is. This movie is all about the dialogue. It's all about the back and forth between the characters. It's all about the very funny, quick wit that goes back and forth. So that's where we're going. All right. So we will stick to some structure, though. So the structure we're going to stick with is when we rewatch our movies, we are always paying attention to a couple of certain categories. And the big one is takeaways. What it's like rewatching this movie kids uh, anything we misremembered misunderstood favorite scenes um, all that jazz because both of us watched this movie so frequently this is gonna be a bit tricky to go with early viewing so we'll do our best but Pauline what was mm-hmm. it like re-watching My Cousin Vinny and thinking about what it was like when you were a kid watching My Cousin Vinny what jumped out favorite scenes things that didn't make sense Okay. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved this whole movie as a kid. I like, as a kid, <laughs> this movie is great. I like, right off the bat, I gotta say, I loved Marissa Tomei's character. It's mm-hmm. not very often as kids when we're watching movies that you see like a funny, pretty, sassy, super sarcastic mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. written with agency and yes. depth. And so. Yep. Like, as a kid, I remember I was like, I like her a lot. Love her. Yeah. Awesome. She's got great outfit. She's got Mm -hmm. great hair. She's got great attitude. I liked how much she said, fuck. I was like, this (laughs) is my kind of woman. So, this is where Belaine picked up dropping F bombs. Really, inspiration entirely. It's Mm -hmm. probably mostly this movie. It's yeah. really just like, I think to myself, like when I'm making decisions I'm, or like I'm sassing somebody, I'm like, how would Mona Lisa Vito <laughs> channel what her would energy? Mona Lisa Vito That'll be my in bracelet. This situation. What's your bracelet again? My bracelet what was, would... what would Pill and Ted do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I think they're fitting for our personalities. I really oh, do. Goodness. I think the what would Bill and Ted do is very fitting for me. And what would Mona Lisa Vito do is very fitting. It's perfect. We need to have these made. Oh, God. For sure. So, I mean... (laughs) That's the best wedding present. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, okay. So, right off the hop, Marissa Tomei's character, awesome, amazing. I love Mm. everything. Mm. 
and following this, I got to say, I just automatically was like, I'll give this a chance. I don't even know if it'll be good, but I love her. It doesn't matter um, because she's yeah. in it. And I remember as a kid, I was quite surprised when we would watch other movies with her that her her accent was different because she yeah. has such a great Brooklyn accent in this movie. And that's not her natural accent, of course. So anytime I saw her in anything else, I was always just a slightly taken aback that it wasn't in a Brooklyn accent. Yes. And that she also just isn't inherently, like, incredibly sarcastic all the time yes. and funny. Like, watching her, in, she can act. She's a great actress. So when she's in other films and she's in a dramatic role, I'm always like, yeah, mm. for sure. I get this. But also, she's really fucking funny. Can we so good. Can we just put her, her in more comedies? Yeah. That's actually my <laughs> takeaway from this movie as an adult. I'm like, Marissa Tomei needs to be in more comedies. That's the other takeaway I would accept I this. I would accept yeah. this. I, love I think her. most people would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I love Smell... Ralph Macchio, obviously from The Karate Kid. So sweet. Such a nice kid. Little baby face. He's so young looking. Um, I struggled with Stan. Me too. As a kid. I'm so glad you said that as a kid, it was really hard to like Stan. Yeah, because he's kind of whiny. He doesn't. Okay, the other thing too is he is very apprehensive, rightfully so, about Vinny. So. Yeah, Vinny, very much so. <laughs> right, like there's with reason. He's his life is literally on the line, and he's mildly concerned that Vinny doesn't have this because you mm. are shown from the very beginning that he doesn't really have this. No, he so, doesn't got it. He doesn't got it. But as a kid, I love Joe Pesci. I knew him from Home Alone. I thought he was really funny. I liked him and Marissa Tomei's character, like how they banter and argue mm-hmm. and how they were from the beginning. As a kid, I just loved everybody. So when Stan doesn't, doesn't love Vinny, I then didn't love Stan because I yeah. was like, he's being really critical of Vinny right now. And I think he needs to cut him a break. <laughs> when as an adult, I'm like, oh no, I, I get As an adult, hesitation. most of us would be Stan. Most of us would <laughs> yes. be Stan going, yes. dear God we're screwed yeah i'm going we're, to die we're screwed. he's totally. gonna get me killed yeah totally oh good so yeah. glad your cousin was able to come help us yeah for sure so glad we have this free lawyer in your family who has failed the bar six times anyway five times yeah it's a little disconcerting when there's a murder trial going on with you yeah. as the yeah. lead suspect yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah put you on edge yeah. yeah, a little bit. So yeah, so Stan <laughs> was a struggle, but as an adult, I like Stan a lot because he's funny, oh, he's funny so too. He's funny in a different way. He said lines that I also don't think I got as a kid, like no. throwaway lines. No, little tossaway lines or little like comments that you're like, yes. oh God. Oh, God. So for example, okay, one of my okay. favorite scenes, we're going to jump into this one with, okay. we're introduced to Vinny. Oh, at the pri- when Vinny's introduced to Stan and he's met him for the first time in the prison. So... Here's the sitch, everyone. Stan and uh, what's Ralph Macchio's name in this? I'm trying to remember this. Give me okay. a second. It'll come by in a second. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So the two victims. I always are... know him as Ralph Macchio. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> so they're they're in jail. They're in a yes. cell, and they have just started talking about. So they they show up, and at least I feel like we can do a little bit of this banter. But it's a uh, they walk in. There's some like stillness in the room. The guys are holding their like pillows and blankets, and they're looking mm-hmm. around their cell. And Stan's like. You know what happens in these kind of places? Yeah, I know what happens in these kind of places. And there's a some guy named Bubba you don't want to tangle with. And he'll protect you. But you got to become a sex slave and do whatever he wants. There's only the two of us in here. Well, what about those cots? What if they bring someone else in? Stands. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, shut up. 
So that is a repeated comment from Ralph Macchio. Stan is whenever Stan starts to panic, he listens to a point and then he just goes, Stan, shut up. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> then we're introduced to Vinny. Vinny's not okay. what you think a, a lawyer would be. He's wearing a leather jacket. No. He's got these cowboy no. boots. We're showing up. We see him and Marissa Tomei roll into town in their uh, old beater car that's a classic. That's <laughs> awesome. Super thick accents. We'll get into that scene as well. But Vinny then goes in and the the guard to the jail is like, oh, right in here. And he opens the door and Vinny goes into the cell that is Stan's cell and Ralph Macchio's character is sleeping. And then Vinny rolls Stan up and Stan says, well, what they put you in here? I just, uh, I just asked them where the new guys were and they just led me right in here. They just took oh. me here. And then he says, he's sleeping, isn't he? Cute little guy. You know what? Why don't we let him sleep a little bit? You and I'm I get better acquainted. You. <laughs> I'm gonna start with you. So he starts saying things that can be taken that can be easily misconstrued. Yes. yes. And Stan yes. is thinking, this is a guy who's rolled up. This is Bubba, and he's gonna protect me. And then he so he starts saying things like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was such an honor to get a visit. From oh my you. god, that back so what he says to him is Okay, yeah, Stan let's do basically this. is um so this is what Joe Pesci says to lead up to that line is excuse me, but I think a modicum of gratitude would not be out of line here. You think I should be grateful? Yeah. I mean, it's your ass, not mine. I think you should be grateful. I think you should be down on your fucking knees. Sorry, I didn't know it was such an honor to get a visit from you. What the fuck is your problem? I did not come down here just to get jerked <laughs> off. No, you're right. What? I'm not jerking you off. I'm not doing anything. And then, anyway. It, it, and then he it, goes and wakes up Ralph Macchio. But everything, and he, like, he says own. stuff about how it's like an in and out. Boy, that's, boy, that's one hell of an ego you've got. You're getting <laughs> me for nothing, you little fuck. Yeah, he basically is telling you, he's like, I would want this to be as quick and painless as, as possible. possible. I want to keep this a simple in and out procedure. And he's talking about, he's like, relax, relax. What's wrong with you? I don't want to do this. I mean, I know. Stan repeats it. It's so then, awful. This is the other thing when he says, he's like, well, what are your alternatives? Alternatives? To you? I don't know. Suicide? Death? <laughs> anyway. So that's one of my favorite scenes. And as an adult, I appreciated so Stan's. Like, I didn't, well, I didn't get it. Like, as a kid, I didn't get what he was saying and why he was upset and what's because mm. I knew who Vinny was. Like, I was like, this is Vinny. So I obviously, and I obviously as a child, I didn't mm. know what happens in prison. So no, I, no. Yeah. yeah. So that whole scene was totally not got by me the way I thought it was. Like I, again, I was like, why is Stan being so rude? Mm. And then like at the end of that scene, when he wakes up Ralph Macchio's character and he's like, Vinny! And he hugs him and he's like, this Vinny is Vinny. Vinny bag of donuts. Yeah. Like, this is Vinny. And I remember being like, why Stan confused that that's busy? Uh, Vinny? Who did he think that was? Like, so right. that whole scene just did not obviously make sense to me. Just didn't land. So ever. No, no not as a kid, it didn't. I didn't understand the misunderstanding. I didn't get the innuendo that was happening. Obviously, we, we thank goodness. We wouldn't. We were yep. really little. Um, yep. So I didn't understand why Stan was upset. But I understood there was some kind of misunderstanding. I didn't know what it was. But I was right. like okay there's a miscommunication i'm not exactly following what's happening but i they're not getting along and it seems to be like they need to talk better yeah <laughs> they just need to talk better happening. and uh, they just when, communicate when Vinny shows up he tips the guard yes. and lets them into the cell <laughs> it's like 
such good comedy like that's so funny and it's subtle it's minor but it's just this the moment guard was, takes a second to look at what he's just yeah. handed and then just kind of like okay and like shuts yeah. the door I'm like all right oh it's great it's really quick out funny. of counters okay. what are you gonna yeah. do <laughs> right so crazy okay um okay so then other things other things let's see oh so the judge I, oh my god i didn't yes dislike him as a kid but I didn't mm-hmm. like him because he didn't like Vinny until later and I remember yeah. but I remember like I didn't dislike him does that make sense like I don't know I couldn't tell you I how exactly I felt about it's him it's one of those things where it's almost for me as a kid I did like him but it almost in the way that a strict teacher like you like a strict right. teacher you respect them you like them but you also know if you go the wrong way you're going to get in trouble and right. so for me I liked him and I had a hard time with early on in the show because Vinny doesn't know how to behave in a courtroom. He doesn't know to stand up when he's addressing the judge. He doesn't know that he's supposed to just very quickly enter a plea of not guilty when asked as opposed to going yes. off on a long tangent. Right. Yes. So he's he's got, he's wearing the wrong clothes. So as a kid, it was very stressful for me because the judge even tells him what he needs to be doing. And Vinny isn't picking up on it right away. Because he's so sarcastic and used to arguing. So his yeah. instinct is always to argue. And this is not a situation where he's allowed to. And yeah. as a kid, I was just like, just say it. Just say it, Vinny. Stop it. Oh, Stop it. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble. Oh, <laughs> man. When he isn't saying not guilty. Okay. And then, okay. So that's another good interaction of the quotes. So what when it's, when it's happening is he keeps on saying, uh, would you like to enter a plea? And he's just like... My clients are confused. They thought they were getting arrested for a shoplifting a can of tuna. What are you telling me? You telling me they plead not guilty? No, no, I'm just giving you, I don't want explanations. <laughs> and then it continues where he's like, I don't want commentary, argument, or opinion. I don't even want to hear you clear your throat. <laughs> it's like, guilty or not guilty. And then all that Vinny says is, I think, think I, I get. get the point. I don't think you do. You're now in contempt of court. Would you like to try for two counts of contempt? Not guilty. <laughs> Thank you. And it's so funny. It takes so long. And oh, it's so, it's so and painful. Just, and you can see Mona Lisa sitting in the courtroom going, oh, God. And, and Ralph Macchio and Stan are sitting there going, oh, God. Like, everyone's just tensing because they they all know what he's supposed to be doing and he's still not doing he's still not doing it it's so painful but as a kid it's very stressful i rem- i do remember that as well yeah um, so i didn't i didn't dislike the judge because he also he made it clear like his thing was right. he would tell him directly this is what you should and should not be doing and so for me it was a struggle as a kid because i'm like but he just told you yeah. Why why don't you just do it? Because he just told listen. you. <laughs> yeah. Just listen, we wouldn't be in this mess. We'd be getting out of this problem very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> like he says, once again the communication process has broken down. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> so so I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, as a kid I liked him, especially because he has kind of a dry sense of humor that pops up every once in a while. And he is strict, but when he likes someone he there is some charm to him and when someone is 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 behaving correctly and doing well in court he's appreciative so it's not like he has it out for Vinny it's that he just wants Vinny to follow the very clear-cut decorum 
of yes. court. And it takes a while for him to get there. It's true. It's very true. Oh my god. It takes god. a very long time for him to get it. Um <laughs> other things. Okay, so I know as a kid, I remember this one scene that I did not get. So okay. so they've just stayed their first night at one of the hotels. Um, they've been woken up very early by a steam whistle. And that'll be a running gag that we talk about in a moment. But they show up for breakfast and they go to this diner and mm-hmm. they go yes. and sit at the thing and, and the options are literally <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then they're like, hmm, breakfast? And he's like, you, you think? think? <laughs> Ooh, good choice. And then they close it up and then the guy behind the counter takes a oh, massive scoop of lard. Out of like an ice cream bucket of lard. <laughs> massive. And puts it on the cooktop. Oh and I didn't know what lard was and I remember being and it says on it lard like it says it on the ice cream bucket so I was like what's that so I just remember asking Trish because Trish laughs Trish mm-hmm. is laughing yeah and I'm like what's what's that and all Trish mm-hmm. says is lard and I'm like good sure. that's okay <laughs> that solved none of my question that, I have follow-up questions but now i feel like i shouldn't ask them because you said it in such a matter of fact way i feel like i'd be oh. not knowing what lard was so i'm lard. smile <laughs> i'm like i can read that can i have more i read the bucket trish that's <laughs> not my answer. that's not what my question is i can read anyway <laughs> i just remember being like six being like i'm oh so my confused so that, that was funny. everyone always laughed at that everyone it's laughed so at that funny. because of course then vincent then Vinny's response is to go uh excuse me but um did y'all hear hear about the ongoing cholesterol crisis in this country? Oh man, it's so funny. And, and then the, the guy, guy just like, looks at him, his head, kind of shakes his like, head, and goes back to making breakfast because he's yeah. dealing with an out of town or New York who doesn't get, you know, the southern yeah. sensibilities. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So that was one scene that I very specifically remember not getting. Um, <laughs> I didn't get it either. I didn't know what lard was. No, I, I, how would yeah. we, mom never cooked with lard? Or we? I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. If she um, did, we didn't know. We had no idea. Okay, so there's this running gag that is hilarious okay. uh, throughout the movie. So it's mm-hmm. the, they cannot get a good night's sleep no matter where they're sleeping. So they go to this one hotel, first hotel, <laughs> giant steam whistle at five a.m. in the morning. It's shockingly loud. <laughs> And Vinny jumps out of bed when it's happening, puts his hand on his ears, and it's just like, what the fuck is that? And then he gets up in the morning when they go to the diner, and he's like, what's with this incredibly, remarkably loud whistle at 5.30 in the morning? Steam anyway. whistle. <laughs> so, you know, like he said, Over it's so the exactly. Always tells people to, it's time to time get, to up. get you up. You can hear it for miles. And you're like, like oh, great. Now we have to go great. miles away to avoid the steam whistle. Yes. So then the next thing that happens, they move to a second hotel. This hotel gets up in the morning, and this hotel is right next to a giant pig pen. Literally. So there are these squealing of pigs first thing in the morning when they're going out to get fed so loud that it wakes him up. He has to like stand Again, up. He doesn't know what that sound is. Five in the morning. <laughs> fourth or whatever it is. So that's, that's running gag two. Three is my, I think it's my it's favorite, my favorite. One. It's my okay. favorite. <laughs> so this will be in our quotes here. So <laughs> there, the third one, they go to another hotel and there's this train 
this freight train that's running through <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. So the next day, Vinny goes downstairs <laughs> and he says, excuse me, does that freight, freight train come through at 5 a.m. every morning? No, sir. That's very unusual. Okay, thank you. And then he leaves. Then the next night it happens again and Vinny is exhausted and Vinny is mad. So Vinny, there's a bell on the counter and Vinny, half asleep, is just repeatedly going ding, 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 ding. And he just rests his hand on the bell while he's talking. He's like, yesterday you told me that train never comes through at 5 a.m. in the morning. That's right. She's supposed to come in at 10 after 4. (laughs) 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 So the alternative's even worse. So it's like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, thank God I got another half hour of sleep. So then, the last one. They end up going to go um, stay at a cabin, a hunting cabin of the prosecutors later in the movie. They go to bed. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. wonderful cabin. And there is a screeching owl right outside. Oh, my God. That and sound, it's, it's piercing. It's, it's the so worst bad. sound. It's the worst sound. So Vinny gets up, grabs one of the guns, because there's a bunch of guns in this hunting lodge, and then just goes shooting the gun outside. Because they don't know what the sound is, because I wouldn't know what that sound was. Because they're anyway. from New York, as if they've ever been in the country. <laughs> yeah, as if they have any idea what a screeching owl sounds like. So then that doesn't shut the owl up, because obviously Vinny doesn't shoot the owl. He can't <laughs> see it. He doesn't have aim. So then they end up having to sleep in the car. And then the car <laughs> is in a field, and it rains, and it, therefore it gets stuck in the mud. Yep. And this results in a another gag that's so funny that's a running gag throughout the the whole movie so mm-hmm. anyway i remember this gag just killing me i remember as i watched it as a kid the end result is he gets thrown in contempt of court again because he's again thrown in contempt of court and mona lisa's like don't worry i'm gonna find a way to bail you out <laughs> no don't i'm gonna get some sleep tonight doing good huh Mwah. and Gives then he kiss. shows him sound asleep in prison while a riot is going on <laughs> all the prisoners are like shouting and shaking there's, there's like, like a siren going there's a siren going and he is unconscious yeah that's great it's so funny uh okay you why don't you go why don't you talk about one of your favorites um so so obviously one of my absolute favorites my favorite scene is um because it was very i loved this movie but it still stressed me out because Benny right. was struggling. Right. So I loved all the scenes you're talking about. I loved, but when I was delighted because I could relax was when Vinny started to do well in court. Yes. And that was when, so Stan, and it also introduces another character. Yes. Briefly in it, but he's super memorable. So Stan has had enough of Vinny's, let's be honest, incompetence. Um, Rightfully so. Rightfully, rightfully so. so. And he decides he's going to go with the oh, defendant. Can That's I just, the public oh, defender. Before you get there, there's an interaction between Stan and um, Ralph Macho's character when they're like, he's like, shoot, Stan. I don't want to fire him. I mean, he's family. Yeah, oh. Stan's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. wait. And, he, and what Ralph Macho also says is with my mother and her health not being so good. And he's like, wouldn't she be more upset if you died? Wouldn't yeah. that be more upsetting? <laughs> and I appreciate that. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's a great one. Okay, go on. Um, so Stan decides he's going to go with the public defender. He meets him, and you meet, and when you see him, he's very sweet, very competent, speaks very graciously with Stan, and it just sort of that's it. That's all you see. And then they're 
in the courtroom and Ralph Macchio almost goes with the public defender too, but then Vin Vinny makes the best speech. I adored it as a kid. Oh yeah, I love where that. Where he scene. explains how the prosecutor's case, while it looks good from one side, because he's showing him like a card that he's building like a house out of bricks, and he's gonna show him it's the right shape, the right size, everything else. But if you flip it, there's nothing in it because it's an illusion because we know you're innocent kind of thing. And so Ralph Macchio agrees to give him a chance. And as a, ch- a child, I was like, I would also give him a chance. Me too. Great. Card tricks? Yes. I think what I appreciated is it, he said it in such a way that as a kid, I got it. Like his yeah, totally. metaphor. I'm like, oh, that is so accurate. Anyway, so then it pans them in the courthouse and Vinny is asleep. Because he hasn't been sleeping, everyone. Because he hasn't been sleeping. Mm-hmm. And he gets shaken awake and they have to give their opening statements and so you haven't really heard the public defender talk much. Um, so he gets and he's looking very confident. And so like the prosecutor gets up and he has this great opening, like, you know, speech. And then Vinny gets up and all he says, he gets up there and he's like, everything you just said is bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> and then everyone's like, <gasps> gasping. And then the judge is like, uh, obje- objection, your honor. Whole, the... Uh, his whole opening argument is opinion. And he's like, yes, may it be stricken from the record, everything except for the uh, please and thank you. Thank you. Classic. (laughs) And what's great is the public defender sees this and gives like a little shake of his head, like, oh, this guy. And then he stands up, goes to the jury, and he just goes, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, Um, my client, client on the on the on january 4th and he just proceeds from there and it is and i mean obviously anyone with a stutter and a speech impediment like not cool obviously but it's more the idea that he sits down after doing his opening statement and he sits next to stan and stan is like that's it what about all we just talked about and he's like well i get a little nervous a little nervous a little I'm, nervous. I'm getting better. <laughs> so when he's talking one-on-one, he's fine. But when he has to do public speaking, he has this... Fortunately, that just undermines what he says. And then because he's nervous, he doesn't say everything he's supposed to. And as a kid, I was like, oh, no. Like, I thought he was, like, funny. Obviously, everyone was laughing in the family when we were, like, you know, oh, imagine that being your public defender, just adding this sort of difficulty, right? And as a kid, I was more just like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. But then Vinny starts to actually question witnesses. And he questions his first witness, Mr. Tipton. And that was when I, as a kid, was like, this is the turning point. As soon as Mr. Tipton is questioned, we can proceed from here. Things are going to be fine. Montages will happen. Yes, it's it's going to get better. This is going to get better. (laughs) So so Mr. Tipton's moment was when I knew Mm. that this was going to be okay. Like, we were going to yeah. be cool. We were moving forward. Lisa could handle everything that was about to happen. So, Lisa, let's talk about Mr. Tipton. Then. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. okay. Will, you be Mr. Will you be Mr. Tipton? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, which one do you want to be? Who do you want to be? I'll be Vinny if you can be okay. Mr. Tipton. Okay. I can be Mr. Tipton. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so he's basically, Vinny has given him another theory that is it possible the two defendants entered the store and then a separate, you know, two people came afterwards. And he's and like, two Mr. Tipton is shaking, is shaking his head. He's like, no, 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 don't shake your head. I'm not done yet. Wait till you hear the whole thing so you, you can understand this now. <laughs> two different men. <laughs> 
drive up in a similar looking car, go in, shoot the clerk, rob him, and then leave. No, they didn't have enough time. Well, how much time was they in the store? Five minutes. Five minutes? Are you sure? Did you look at your watch? No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You testified earlier that the boys went into the store and you had just begun to make breakfast. So you were just ready to eat. You heard a gunshot. That's right. I'm sorry. So obviously yes. it takes you five minutes to make breakfast. That's right. Right. So you knew that. Um, yeah. Do you remember what you had? Eggs and grits. Eggs and grits. I like grits too. You know how to cook grits? Do you like them uh, regular, creamy, or al dente? Just regular, I guess. Regular instant grits? No self-respecting southerner uses instant grits. I take pride in my grits. So, Mr. Tipton, how could it take you five minutes to cook your grits when it takes the entire grit-eating world 20 minutes? I don't know. I'm a fast cook, I guess. I'm sorry. I was all the way over here. I couldn't hear you. Did you say you're a fast cook? That's it? Are we to believe that boiling water soaks into a grit faster in your kitchen than on any other place on the face of the earth? He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he says, I don't know. Oh, I, no, and then you say. Well, perhaps magic, the oh. laws of physics cease to exist on your stove. Were these magic grits? I mean, did you buy them from the same guy who sold Jack his beanstalk beans? And then I think you made your point. Are you I sure about you those five minutes? Point. Are you sure know. about those five minutes? I don't know. I may have been mistaken. I'm finished with this guy. <laughs> I got no more use for this Except guy. That I got no more use for Because he says I'm finished with this guy the next time. And with it's the next awesome. Guy. I love that he just says, like, I got no more use for this guy. Like, uh, he says it and just like, I have no more use for this guy. And then I'm finished with this guy. Like, how he ends witnesses is hilarious. Is impromptu, I would say. Is and not just a little, just a little. But and then Stan that... jumps up and says, you're fired. I want him. And then the public <laughs> defender is like, because the public <laughs> defender just got crushed interviewing Mr. Tipton. Um, oh my so God. <laughs> it was pretty, it's a pretty great scene. But I totally agree with you. There's definitely the momentum shift happens yes. at this point in the movie. And for me as a kid, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the back and forth. I enjoyed the humor, the fish out of water, but I still was always stressed, right? Yes, And then at totally. this point is when the stress goes away because Vinny's doing great. Vinny's arguing. Everyone's proud of him. He's making an excellent case. He's taking apart witness and you're like this yeah this is where we're headed this is, this gonna is be it great. yeah um, totally. so so there was something like that was 100%. one of my favorites because There's of the hope. moment yeah you, you feel like you're like this is he's gonna be okay They're yeah gonna, he's gonna figure this out little baby face ralph macho is gonna be okay he's not gonna yeah. be and exactly. that was something that was really difficult for me to understand as a kid was the death penalty so there's another there's another guy on death row. There's a guy on death row when oh, they yeah, first arrive in prison. Yep. And Norton. there are protests. Norton. Yep. There are protesters outside of the prison for like, you know, ending the death penalty, all this stuff. And they're informed that this guy was sentenced and he's going to receive the death penalty like this week or whatever it is when they show up. And so there's occasional mentions of this happening and like occasional mentions and then like a horrible moment, which is like funny and awful at the same time. Ralph Macchio is trying to convince Stan they should stay with Vinny and he's explaining like, you know, he's able to see things. Once he gets going, he's going to be great. Remember that magic show that we went to where he was able to point out all the magician secrets. And he's like, he was just being Vinny. He was just being the quintessential Gambini. And, and then, then the lights flicker. And Stan says, there goes the quintessential Norton. 
and it's horrifying. And I didn't get it. No, and I'm of course glad not. I didn't get it. Yeah. But I remember I did I did try to ask about it. And I, I think I was given a very brief answer of, well, is the electric chair. And of course, as a kid, I'm like, what does that? Yeah, you're right. That also the electric I, chair. I remember there was moments that that actually was fast forwarded when mm-hmm. we were, I think, really little. When we were and I remember really one time when it didn't get like the time it didn't get fast forwarded mm. while watching it, I was like, why did we fast forward that? Like I was like, yeah. Because you still I didn't missed... understand it. Yeah, and it's... then, but then, if anything, it just made me think about it more. Totally, like, 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 I'm not. It was normally we only fast forward sex scenes, and this this is not a sexy time. And this scene. isn't sexy time. This is just I'm protesters outside the lights. Disappointed. Flashing. Why are the mm. lights flashing? Yeah. Um. So, so, and I mean, there's that horrifying line of the guy saying that the last time they used the electric chair, it took multiple tries and the guy like they caught fire and you're just like oh my god as a kid i just didn't understand it i didn't know what they were talking about and i was like oh catching fire is not good but i didn't relate it no so the gravity of what they're facing also didn't fully like i knew i didn't want them to go to jail but i didn't fully get how high the stakes were for them with that Mm -hmm. potential to be given the death penalty as an adult when i started to watch it i was like oh no Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, no, like, definitely didn't kid, get that. Though, you're just like I will tell you one of the weirdest things that I didn't get as a kid and it was only when I was watching that I'm like, "Oh yeah." So at the very very start of the movie, when Ralph Macchio and Stan have been arrested, they believe that they have been arrested for shoplifting a can of tuna. Yes. So I'm being booked for you're being booked for uh shoplifting and I'm being booked for accessory to shoplifting. No, Stan. I'm being booked for murder. And you're being booked for accessory to murder. And then they freak out. God and, damn it. God damn it. No. And um, so when the, when the officer is asking them questions, so he's, he's sitting there talking to Ralph Macchio and he's asking him questions. And he's asking him if Stan tried to stop him at any point. And Ralph Macchio still thinks it's about a can of tuna. So he's like, mm, no, like he's thinking about it. And then the sheriff starts writing down a note and he's like, is that a problem? And he's like, aid and abetting. And I in a bedding? What is that? A major thing? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, so as a kid, I think because of his southern accent and because it was a term I'd never heard before. I, same. I know exactly what you're going to say. You have I, no idea. You're like, what is that? I don't know. Did... But as a kid, my brain filled in an answer, and I thought it was a southern expression, and that eating. I heard eating as in the number eight. Oh. Eating. <laughs> And yep. the betting, and I just assumed it was like a, a money, a money phrase. Love it! <laughs> I love it. I love it was that like so it cost money. Like it's like oh well, eight and a betting, and I I knew it didn't 100%. mean money, but like it was something oh like God. that. And so I was like, yes. I'm like, what a quaint phrase that I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I love is that normally I feel like I'm the one filling in those things that confuse me. So this makes me feel really good because I also didn't hear what he said because no. he does have a very strong southern accent, and he and says it like, really fast in a sing-songy way. Eight and yeah. a betting, and you're eight like, and, and so I think my brain's like, is that a song? Is it a yeah. musical song? Is it like? Is it like? um uh like you know the chicken dance kind of thing of like whatever people are saying like it's like the you know grab your partner round and round and i never knew what those songs were saying half the time so it's like it's probably something like that sure yeah no concept so it was funny watching it and going oh yeah yeah didn't know that that (laughs) one was for some reason my brain really had trouble 
No, that was funny. I it, speaking of that scene though, mm. when that's the scene where Ralph Macchio says, "I shot the clerk." Yes, when yes. did you shoot him? I shot the clerk, and then he's like, "We need you out here." He's like, "I'm in the middle of a, damn, middle of a damn confession here." He's like, "Whoa!" Whoa. <laughs> they all leave the room. Wait a minute, and. I remember as a kid, that part stressed me out because I was like, get there faster, get there faster. Like, figure out well, what is being said. And, it, and obviously and they never do. And statement is read by the sheriff in court, but it's read very matter of fact. As if it's just not a, a question. So, I, so he basically just says, like, I I asked him again and he said, I shot the clerk. I asked, to get, I asked for clarification. He said again, I shot the clerk. And as a kid, I was upset. Yeah. I'm like, but that's not, that's not what how he said, he said yeah. it. Yeah, and so totally. I what really struggled because I was like, no, you're not understanding. Totally. It, it, it was a mistake. So yeah. that really upset me because I didn't, because in my head, of course, I'm like, the intonation matters. And he's not doing the intonation right. So everyone's going to misunderstand what he's saying. 100% Lisa. It's so true. And that was a struggle. And I actually quite liked the sheriff as a kid. Me too. I was like, I like the sheriff. He helps at the end with uh, bringing the whole court case together and helping prove that they're innocent you know all that stuff so as a kid I was like he's just a guy doing his job so I thought he was making a mistake I was like no you're reading it wrong yeah I know it was very upsetting as a kid you with your deadpan delivery give it some (laughs) give it some life he's from New York (laughs) New York yeah he has a lot of emphasis when he talks and his his pitch goes up um so that was hard for sure I mean as you said everything Mona Lisa did the arguments they would have um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I fully grasped everything about the court case no, and how they solve it, but I just liked that they did. And I liked the tones and the way they said things. So I was like, okay, and I will say that this is definitely one of those movies where when the adults laughed, like you, I'd be like, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because there'd be lines where we just wouldn't understand the context. And while the tone was fun, I wouldn't know what they were meaning. But everyone would be laughing and I'm like, this is also hilarious. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, like, the pinnacle of the movie is, okay, so again, spoiler yeah. everyone. Yeah. Vinny figures it out through a photograph that Mona Lisa Vito has taken and he mm-hmm. figures it out the last moment in the courtroom that he can oh, figure it out. Really under he, the gun. And he pulls her onto the witness stand and her testimony is fucking awesome and it is so good and their banter is hilarious and like that scene where you're just like this is amazing and it's mm-hmm. that is like obviously the favorite scene of the whole movie for sure like no question about it because it's going right to the end and no one knows how he's gonna pull this one off even no. the judge makes a comment about it and you're like man vinnie has got to figure this out quick and it's so well written and, he and does it's so it. well it's written great. and it like and it's established that Mona Lisa actually knows a lot about cars. Like she has. We already knew this information at the beginning one. of the movie. Because yep. at the very start of the movie, that is stated. And hey, then she shows her competency throughout Lisa, the film. So you believe it. Yeah, let's yeah. do the beginning quote. Okay. The beginning <laughs> quote. Do you want to be, do you want to be Vinny or do you want to be I'll let you pick this time. I'll let okay. you pick. I'll just be Vinny. We'll just alternate being Vinny, I guess. So I'll <laughs> okay. be Vinny. So okay. they roll up their vehicle into town and then they get out. He's wearing his leather jacket and his cowboy boots and he starts getting down and hitting the tires. Mm -hmm. And then he looks up at Mona Lisa Vito, who's got this cute little short skirt on. She's got her sunglasses on and her big hair and her nice, awesome leather jacket. And And she's she's got her her little camera. camera. (laughs) And he looks at her and she says, she's like, what? 
while pulling down her skirt. What it's are you so looking funny. at? What? Nothing. You you stick out like a sore thumb around here. Me? What about you? Well, I fit in better than you. At least I'm wearing cowboy boots. Oh, yeah. You blend. <laughs> and then she, she turns like... away and she says, I bet the Chinese food I bet here... the Chinese food here is terrible. Takes photos of these three old men on a bench. <laughs> and then this really what... nice gentleman comes up to see yes. if they need help because yeah. he sees Vinny's on his hands and knees hitting the car. And so he's wondering if they need assistance. And then he's explaining that... He says, You got mud in the tires. And then Vinny's just like, You ever got hear m- that? Mud in the tires? No. She never heard it. She knows everything about cars. <laughs> And then he, this gentleman, the Southern gentleman looks at her and laughs because you wouldn't think she would know anything about cars based no. on her appearance, which no. is judgmental, but that's the reality of the character. And he yeah. walks away. No, first he says, oh, oh right. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. This is how it leads. He's like, oh no, down here, everybody in Alabama gets mud in the tires. Yeah. We're famous for our mud. Famous for your mud. How's your Chinese food? Then he laughs, walks away. And Vinny says, why do you keep asking about Chinese food? Can't you tell they don't have any Chinese restaurants around here? You're going to let everybody know you're a tourist. Oh, what are you, a fucking world traveler? And then they, <laughs> they walk away. And it's awesome and hilarious and wonderful. And right from oh the beginning, God. you know she knows everything about cars. Vinny has stated it, and it comes back mm-hmm. later, and it's brilliant. And it's and and her the testimony mud in the tires. Mud in the tires so comes much. back too. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's awesome. Mud <laughs> in the tires. One of uh, them spins, the other one does nothing. Anyone who's been stuck in the mud in Alabama knows. <laughs> oh, it's classic. Okay. Um, I mean, do we want? Okay, like, so do we want to move into into other? Like, are we done with that section? And we'll do the quotes later, or do we want to talk about our favorite scene when they're in the cabin and it's the spiel and we want oh, to do let's the do hunting thing? Spiel. Let's do that spiel. Do you want okay. to be Mona Lisa or do you want to be? Uh, it, uh, they're both great. They're they both, are great. both great. Do you want to do the hunting one first? Should we do the hunting one first? <laughs> you can tell we're having fun, everyone, because of this. Let's do the hunting one. Do you okay. want to be Mona Lisa for the hunting one? And okay. I'll, I'll yeah, Mona Lisa for the other one. one I picked. So let's do that. So I'll I think be Mona you Lisa should get to hunting. do her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so it. we'll set the scene, everyone. <laughs> one of the best scenes. Vinny has been invited by the prosecutor to go hunting, and mm-hmm. this is how this is going down. <laughs> hunting. Where are you gonna go hunting? I don't know. Um, I, I suppose, you know, uh, I don't know. He's got lots of heads in his office. Heads? What kind of heads? I don't know. He's got a boar, a bear, a couple of deer. Whoa. You're going to shoot a deer? I don't know. I suppose. I mean, I'm a man's man. I could go deer hunting. A sweet, innocent, leaf-eating, doe-eyed little deer. I'm not going to go out there and wimp out. The guy would lose respect for me. You think that's what you, you know, is that what you want? She walks away, angrily slams the door to the bathroom. What about these pants? What about the ones I got on? Hello? Imagine you're a deer. You're walking along. You get thirsty. You spot a little brook. You put your little deer lips down to the cool, clear water. And bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are lying on the ground in little bloody pieces. And now I ask you, you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? <laughs> and our whole family can quote that whole section and backwards and forwards wonderful backwards and awesome and amazing and yeah. forwards and it's so funny it's just like his face is he 
he's watching her get more and more upset. He's just like taking it in. <laughs> <laughs> and and his, he like grimaces several times when she starts talking about like the, like when she says bam, his face goes big. And then she's like, and the brains are laying in little bloody pieces. And he looks he was like, he's like disgusted. He's <laughs> <laughs> so just like letting her do the spiel. And she is so passionately upset. <laughs> It's so funny. It's honestly it's so adorable. Funny. So then, and later, that's how their whole dynamic. Their whole is. dynamic is about arguing. Like that's they their relationship. Love it's like they're arguing. It's so. Funny. There's like this sweet moment where they're talking about dripping water in a faucet, and yes. they turn it into an argument that becomes sexy. And then they turn it's off so the lights funny. and like you know what they're about to do, and you're like, that's your foreplay is arguing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so turned on by her ability to argue with him. and like and like oh, in the so argument funny. he's like i guess the fucking thing is broken You're right. <laughs> let's have sex so now like, <laughs> so yeah as a kid didn't get that part either so anyway. then the other scene that we love because okay. again it's like a long spiel but also her outfit so they're at oh. the cabin that belongs to the prosecutor and things are stressful because it's clicked into Vinny that that this is important if he screws up these kids pay the price and he knows he's been screwing up. So he's trying to do better. And he's like reading files and he's like reading things. And Marissa Tomei is in one of her best outfits in the sense that you're just like, where did you find this? And how does it look so good on you? So she's wearing a floral tight cat suit basically <laughs> actually that's a perfect description of it that's exactly yes. what it is it's a floor with long sleeve with pants. matching boots turtleneck it's amazing i don't know where she got this thing. it has an open back which is so 90s and so awesome it's like this round circle oh it's, it's amazing so then, so then what it is is Vinny is on the deck and he's reading something that he needs to and she is pacing she is pacing and she's clearly upset and he just goes this is what he says because i'll be him you get to be her okay okay right yeah because that you get to have the the fun one now i'm good okay what's the matter you're acting like you're nervous or something well yeah i am well what are you nervous about i'm the one who should be nervous the trial starts tomorrow you want to know what i'm nervous about i'll tell you what i'm nervous about i am in the dark here with all this legal crap i have no idea what's going on all i know is that you're screwing up and i can't help you lent me a little camera, didn't you? Oh, Vinny, I'm watching you go down in flames and you're bringing me down with you and I can't do anything about it. And? Well, I hate to bring it up because you know you've already got enough pressure on you already, but we agreed to get married as soon as you won your first case. Meanwhile, 10 years later, my niece, the daughter of my sister, is getting married. My biological clock is ticking like this. And with the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. Lisa, I don't need this. I swear to God, I do not need this right now. I got a judge that's just aching to throw me in jail. An idiot who wants to fight me for $200. Slaughtered pigs, giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. I got no money, a dress code problem, and a little murder case which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids, not to mention your biological clock my career your life our marriage and let me see what else can we pile on is there any more shit we could pile on to the top of the outcome of this case it is impossible maybe it was a bad time to bring it up relationship and Pauline like the one of the most memorable aspects so Pauline you mentioned gigs we haven't talked about the other gig you talked about and it's that Vinny 
he is dressed inappropriately for court all the time. So the first time he shows up, he is in the judge's office and he's wearing a black shirt, a black leather jacket, black pants with a leather belt. He's got like a chain necklace and rings and stuff. And he's got his black cowboy boots. And the judge says that he's looking a little informal and then basically tells him that he expects formality in his courtroom. So, okay, this is an informal setting, but you're going to do better next time. And then when he shows up to do the opening for the case, He's wearing the exact same outfit. The judge is not happy and tells him that he needs to wear a suit and tie. <laughs> he said, and then he says, didn't I tell you when you came into my courtroom, you would dress appropriately? You were serious about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> thinks everyone's sarcastic. <laughs> everyone's like him. And yeah. so he gets thrown in contempt of court again. And so then, so he does this a couple of times. So then he gets a new, he gets a suit. He gets a proper suit. He gets it with like a tie, everything like that. So he's now dressed appropriately. But then due to them sleeping in the car and the mud and the car being stuck in the mud, Vinny's trying to help get the car out. And Marissa Tomei is basically like, you know, the one the, in the, behind the steering wheel trying to get the car moving. And he goes to grab a piece of wood from the back of the car and accidentally flips out a little pink plastic bag, which turns out to have his suit in it because Lisa wanted to surprise him with a nice clean suit and it ends up in the mud so then they are rushing to get into town he is covered in mud because he has fallen in the mud in his attempt to get the car out so he, and he says you've got 30 minutes. fucking minutes to shower get a new suit get to the courthouse you sh- you fucking shower you fucking you- shower I'll get your fucking suit <laughs> And so then she's desperately trying to find a suit, but the one store that would sell it is closed because the owner has the flu. So then she has to go to a secondhand store and the only suit available is like an old school suit from like, what would you say, the 70s? Well, it looks like a magician's suit. Yeah, and it looks like... It looks like a 70s outfit trying to look like a classic 1920s outfit. Totally. It's like burgundy. A, a, yeah, it's like a burgundy with a weird trim. It's got a ruffled shirt it's with like a, a small skinny bow tie going tails, down. The and tails. The tails. The tails. And he's got a, like, he needs a top hat is what he's missing. He needs a full-on top hat for this. So he shows up and the judge says, are you mocking me with this outfit? Mocking you? No, no, judge. I'm not mocking you, no. Then, <laughs> then explain your little outfit. <laughs> I don't know if I can do okay, it. Okay, let me see if I can do it. I, let me see if I can. I didn't write it down, but let me see if I can do it. Yeah. I bought a new suit. You seen it. Now it's covered in mud. <laughs> this town doesn't have a two-hour cleaners, so I had to get a new suit. But the only store you can get a new suit in has got the flu. You get that? The whole store <laughs> got the flu. So I had to get this at a secondhand store. So it was either wear the leather jacket, which I know <laughs> you hate, or this. So I wore this ridiculous thing for you. For you. And it's when he comes, because he's late in the courtroom. And when he comes in, everyone, of course, is staring. <laughs> And they're all like, what is he wearing? And then he redeems himself because the judge can't argue that. He kind of just lets it slide, even though he's not happy. But then Vinny does an incredible job. I don't like your attitude. I don't like your attitude. It's like, what? That's a, there's a fucking surprise. What'd you say? Uh, what, uh, what'd I uh, say? What'd I say? What? <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, uh, that's a great gag. That's a it's whole a great gig, different, it's, wonderful it's gig. Delightful all the way around. And the prosecutor, we haven't talked about him much, but he he's from 
a show we've already done, The Mighty Ducks. He's the bad coach in The Mighty Ducks. And in this, he's the prosecutor, has the wonderful Southern accent. And as a kid, I didn't dislike him either. No, I didn't. But I also was like, I don't know, because he's honestly just doing his job. And he has this great moment where he's explaining why he's a prosecutor now and not a defendant. It's because he used to actually be a defense attorney. But because he kept getting the same criminals free off charges that he knew they were guilty for, he suddenly realized that he just didn't like going. He thought it was he was on the wrong side. So he mm. decided to be the prosecutor instead. So that mattered to him. And I'm like, OK, so there's like like as a kid, I was like, OK, that makes sense. I get it. I could see how you'd be upset. Totally. And he's he's honestly just doing his job. And with the evidence he's been given, of course he's gonna look he's gonna be winning with everything, especially at the start, with Vinny playing catch up, because he actually knows how to be a trial lawyer. Mm-hmm. He knows how to behave in court. So he's already got a leg up, so to speak, because totally. he actually is aware of how to behave. But as a kid, I was just like, he's just doing his job. Totally. And because he, they talk to each other, they do go hunting together. You don't see the hunting, but they're like driving in the truck together and they're talking in his office. Like, I think as a kid, you realize he's not antagonistic. They're just on opposite sides of this particular court trial. Totally. And so I appreciated that. And so I, I really wasn't anyone I hated in the sense that there wasn't, no. there's not a villain, right? So you're not no. sitting there as a kid going, this guy's terrible. And I think that added a different layer to it as a kid. Because there wasn't anyone that I had to, that I was like mad at or that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I hope you get in trouble later. Totally. I just wanted the innocent guys to be okay. And that's, that's a very different type of film than we were used to for most of what we were watching, to be honest. So I think I actually liked that about this movie. Agreed. That it was just due to like, you just need to be clever and know all the information in order to win right and so and that goes with the it goes with the um the witnesses too Mm -hmm. so like when Vinny's going after the witnesses he's he's not attacking them he's just saying he's poking holes in their story so he's actually doing a really good job of being a lawyer when he does that part because that's his job he's not he's not trying to attack the character of the witnesses he's just trying to get the facts straight and he's like well you said you were making breakfast but your breakfast took 20 minutes to make so we all know they couldn't have been in the store for five minutes and you're like Yes, 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 yes. And you're like, great. that is all logical. So, like, I didn't dislike Mr. Yeah. Tipton either. I didn't, I loved Mrs. Riley. We haven't talked oh, about her yet. Oh, my God. She was adorable and sweet and clearly saying what she thought. And he was just pointing out, okay, but you also have really thick glasses and you also have this. Like, wouldn't that take into account your ability to see the defendant? So again, you're right. It's it's logical. What it simply is, is you're just proving your argument and proving the logic and making sure what people are saying is actually accurate. And right. I found that fascinating. You're like, oh, I do want them to be telling the truth. Because it is, because um, Stan says at one point, he's like, if this were a conspiracy, they would have had to get all of those witnesses to lie. Is that what you think? That Because that's their first thought, is that they're being used as patsies for because for fall yeah for to fall for locals but as the trial progresses even they're realizing that's not what's happening yeah it wouldn't make sense and that's more nerve-wracking because you can't just point out that these are people who are sort of closing ranks it's yeah. no these are people who are genuinely believe what they're saying and do believe you were responsible and that is more frightening so totally it's, it's very interesting to see how it unfolds as a result so you're right like there there really isn't anyone that you're like this is even the guy so there's an automotive expert who gets called in 
to use his testimony to prove that the vehicle that the two defendants drove away in had to be the vehicle at the scene. And then it's later, you know, figured out by Vinny and Lisa that that's not the case. But it's so accurate in that moment. And given the evidence that he's been provided, his testimony is quite damning and is logical. And even Vinny is struggling to get around it because he's an expert in what he's saying Makes, makes sense. sense. So as a kid, it wasn't that you disliked him; it was that you were nervous because you're like, "Oh no, he's saying again another problem." Stuff. Yeah, that Vinny's got to solve. How do you get around this if what he's saying is true? Like, what other details do you need in order to prove that what he's saying is true? However, in this case, blah 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 is the real thing, right? So, like, so it, that was that keeps you on your edge because you're trying to figure out what's going to happen next and i always liked that as a kid for sure totally yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, it's like a it's a mystery it's like they're trying to solve they're not trying to figure out it's and it's i think the thing that's different about it too is they're not trying to figure out who did do it they're no. they're just proving these guys didn't they're mm-hmm. Vinny's job isn't to figure out who the actual murderer is yeah it's yeah. actually to just be like it's not these two. That's my job. That's all I need to do. So it's different than a lot of other courtroom cases where they start to become detectives and there's a little bit of like some private investigator stuff totally. going on in a totally. lot of other movies where they then discovered who the it's, bad it's guy like really was. It's like combining the roles of the, like, you know, of a police officer and a lawyer, right? Or like yeah. a detective and a lawyer. And, like, and, and a private not, investigator or something. That's not yeah. how that works, right? And so this is an interesting one in the sense that this is strictly a courtroom case. Yeah. This is about... And you as an audience know they're innocent because you in the start of the movie where they just go in, buy their stuff from the clerk and leave. So you know, so the stakes are really high because you can see it unfolding and you can see how people would think it was them. And it's upsetting because you're like, but it's not them. How but do I don't know who it, it is. You, totally. you also don't know who it is. So yeah. it is a confusing, it's really good in the sense mm-hmm. that it's a mystery that you're not looking, you're just looking to be like, how can we prove it wasn't them? And that's all they're trying to do. And it's yeah. awesome. It's really good. Um, yeah. 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 No, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, so I would say, like, to sum up, basically, the details around cases, we totally didn't get the sort of innuendo and certain phrases that were just, you know, not something kids would know, we didn't get. But the humor and the arguing and the and the tension was still there as kids, for sure. And I and, think our whole yeah. family argues. So yeah, there was also... Fair, okay. Right? <laughs> so there's also yeah. this, like... And we real... have this- yeah like we understand relatability like, oh, yeah, yeah 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 this is this is how you argue and it's it's something that i've learned uh that i do especially when it's something like even just like movies we interpret movies and we argue our perspectives of this is a good movie because and if someone's like no it isn't and here's why like we as a family will be like it is because of the following and it's, it's not because of this whatever yeah. and i've had to learn that not everyone else does that. no one not everyone enjoys that about movies and you're like no. oh and so i made it. the mistake of talking to friends and being like oh no that's inaccurate and here's why and they're like i just really like this movie and i'm like yeah but you're supposed to argue back and yeah totally like, no give me a reason give me a reason let's talk about it let's have a discussion yeah totally (laughs) tell me why it's good and then you're supposed to be supporting your argument yeah this isn't an argument i just like the movie and you're like "Mm, you're mm, like no 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 mm." you misunderstand the point of watching movies (laughs) no 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 you don't get it (laughs) do i get the money (laughs) 
Uh, All right. So there's lots of lines uh, that I do feel like we do need to cover in the quotes that we'll have to explain a little bit because there's a lot of one-liners in this movie that we have not gotten into yet that our whole family will just say one line and Mm -hmm. we all know what the movie is. So we'll have to get into that in the quote section. But let's move on. I think so. But let's, yeah, let's shift. So uh, the Bechtel test, this one will be a quick one, I feel like. Yeah. So... We always, when we're rewatching movies, particularly older films, we use the Bechtel test as a way of examining female characters in films, because that's what it's meant to be. It's not a perfect test, but it's more to get you thinking about the roles for female characters and for women in film, how many there are, what sort of conversations they have, how well developed they are, that sort of thing, especially in comparison to male counterparts in film. Uh, and especially with older films, you know, you notice it. But to pass the Bechtel test, Pauline, what do you do to pass the Bechtel test? You have to have two named female characters <laughs> i was i was i was like because i was gonna be like there are three criteria and then i didn't do that and so i just jumped right in so there are uh, so two named female characters mm-hmm. they have to talk to each other and mm-hmm. when they do it has to be about something other than a man or men and yes. our film does yes. not pass it it has two named female characters it has uh, mrs riley <laughs> and it has mona lisa vito Yep. Um, but they never have a conversation with each other. No, no. So, no. and so most it. of the whole movie is talking about the the two defendants, the two are, defendants who happen to be male. They're yeah. male, so the, the odds are pretty good they wouldn't and, have that covered. Yes, that's just how I I didn't even bother. I no, me neither. That was the answer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, there's two female characters in this movie. That's it. Um, okay, so then we're gonna pivot, but still in a similar fashion. Uh, yep. So. Uh, we always, when we're watching our movies, we pay attention to anything that might be deemed offensive. Because we're watching older films, we know things don't age as well. And obviously offensive is a strong term. We don't necessarily, it's not fitting for every one of our movies. Sometimes things just haven't aged well or they're a bit outdated. Offensive is more like when we have like something that's racist, homophobic, uh, like sec- sexual assault, but played for laughs, like anything like that kind of thing, which would be deemed offensive. Um, but just something that we want our audience to be aware of. So whether it's something that's really bad or whether it's just something that you know hasn't aged well or might you know be upsetting to some people we like to just make a note of it pauline Mm -hmm. anything in my cousin Vinny that people should be aware of going in um so there is there's not a ton other Mm. than like mindful of swearing like there's lots of swearing but like there's a respectability that happens with all of the characters like the mutual respect for everybody there's just a few moments Uh, lisa is um disregarded for her Mm -hmm. appearance as being a car expert on multiple occasions. It happens again later in the movie as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's, there's that kind of component where because she's a pretty young woman who dresses very sexily and beautifully, Mm -hmm. there's a, a, an opinion of her from other male characters and that just like is not appreciated, but it's, it's, minor it doesn't have mm-hmm. it, it, it's not a major crux of the movie but it definitely there are moments where it's this casual kind of sexism yep um for sure. there's another scene where and this was my kind of my only beef actually as an adult with how they wrote lisa's character mm-hmm. so um Vinny <laughs> has upset her <laughs> because she keeps wanting to help and then he gets yep. all sarcastic yeah and makes her feel kind of crappy in a little exchange that they have and she yep. was just like i'm out of here and then yeah, she grabs her bag done. and leaves. And, and he's like, I'm sorry. But he's 
he's stressed and he's got to go back to the courtroom because like the, the trial's going to go on and mm-hmm. this is like the finale of the trial he's got to figure this out and he figures it out but she's not in the courtroom and he needs yeah. to put her on the stand so he goes yeah. to find her she's out in the courtroom on the phone he hangs up the phone on her she walks away she refuses to go with him he just grabs her and brings her into the courtroom which is obviously not okay if someone doesn't want to go with you. You don't just get to grab them, pick them up, and can and Even bring her in. You're gonna save someone in the case. <laughs> but that's where I feel like they. But it's that, hard because you're like. It's, but you need her there. Like I would say, this is why this is yeah. Like this is and she cares about them a lot. The boys mm-hmm. obviously like she. Mm-hmm. This matters to her too. So what I didn't like about that scene was like I don't think she do like no matter how mad she is. She'd go in the courtroom. Mm. You know, she'd, because, she would because go. Because if he said, I need you, this is important, she yeah. would do it. Even if she was pissed at him, she'd be like, okay, totally. well, this is for the trial. We're going to have an argument later. And the whole time she has wanted to help. This is also yes. her beef. This is her chance to help. And now she's saying no. And I'm like, I don't think that she would do this. No, it's but, true. It doesn't stay true to the character. But, no, but, yeah, but it's so the, the point to mention is that he just picks her up and carries her into the room, mm-hmm. which ends up being, you know, resulting in her having to testify and ends up being wonderful and amazing as a result. But yes. just FYI, he picks yes. her up against her will and brings her into the courtroom. True. Um, those are the only things I had. Did you have anything? So there's a couple. So um, minor again, but I've got, when Stan something else up, I can't read. when Stan is upset at the fact that they've been wrongfully arrested, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Macchio is like, I'm calling my mother. So he calls, <laughs> so cute and so accurate. Yeah, he calls his mom to explain. He's like, Not good, ma. We've uh, we've been arrested, murder. Now, ma, ma, don't pay. like. He's like, he's like, oh, we yeah. must look like the guys who did it. I don't know. And they're explaining their theory and. Stan's comment is that they sleep with their sisters here. They're all part of the clan and they're all inbred. So it's that stereotype that in Southern states, everyone is inbred and racist. And that is a rather wide brush to paint a huge population with. Mm -hmm. Um, This is true. He says it and it's meant as a joke, but it is a stereotype nonetheless. And it's quite a harsh one. And he's surrounded by people who are listening in. And I'm just like, uh stan Stan? (laughs) maybe don't do that wrong with you so that's there and it's it's again it's brief and it's quick but you know if you happen to be from the southern states i imagine you don't appreciate that comment um it's true i don't know why you would i don't know why you would uh the other thing is we did do the bit where stan is worried Vinny is gonna be like bubba and that is the thing though where prison rape is meant as a joke it's in Mm. a lot of movies that is upsetting to people And it is something where in film, it seems to be that when men are threatened with any kind of rape, it's funny, usually, Mm -hmm. and particularly Mm -hmm. with prison scenes, and especially in comedies. It's kind of like a below the belt kind of joke that you can do that everyone's like, don't slip on, you know, don't drop drop the soap soap. is the common one. And it's making light of something that is horrific. Um, And so just to be aware that that is in there, and if that is going to be triggering or upsetting to you that joke it's quick it's fast and it's very it doesn't go into detail anyway there's a lot of assumptions being made but it's there mm-hmm. um and then of course his response is you know an alternative to you is suicide or death again funny but for some people that might be upsetting so just to know we've already kind of said it but that is in the film as well I think it's that's true it. yeah it's yeah. true yeah all right so okay. then, pauline lisa I we kind of already know 
the answers <laughs> to the following questions. This is where we toss out six questions at once and you have to answer them all, but they lead into each other. So there's a reason. They, there's sometimes reason to what we do. We have a uh, slight method to our madness, yes. Kind of. Slight, uh, is it slight? <laughs> exactly, a sliver. Um, so, Belie, now that you've rewatched My Cousin Vinny, did it hold up? Is it one you would watch again? Would you recommend it to anyone? If you would recommend it to someone, who would you recommend it to? And how would you rate this movie out of 10? Go. Um, <laughs> so I think it's obvious that I loved it. Mm, it holds mm, up mm. exactly as I wanted it to be. In fact, better as an adult, because <laughs> obviously I get all of the humor and the jokes and the innuendo and the, and the arguing yeah. and the sarcasm and everything about what makes the movie good and is the right. writing. And so right. I can really appreciate all of the writing as an adult. I have a fully formed brain, so that's helpful. Um, so as a result I would say yes I really enjoyed it and it's better than I thought it was it's as good it's it's thoroughly enjoyable I will gladly watch it over and over and over again no question about it um, yeah. would I recommend it I mean that's one that one is like Personally, I'm like, do you like well-written, funny movies? <laughs> then yes, you should watch it. So I guess that's <laughs> if that's not up your alley. If you're like, no, I'm summer jam, I'm like, okay, jam. then skip it. So you're not gonna appreciate it. So I mean, don't do that. If you don't like sarcasm. If you don't like sparing, I mean, maybe that's it. But if you like a good courtroom drama, or like mm. this is this gives you the courtroom action that you love and all you know a few good men and all that mm, stuff this has mm. good moments in the courtroom that are like that's such a good scene yes. so i mean like even if funny well-written comedies aren't up your alley you like courtroom movies this is one of the best i'd be surprised mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it if you're a fan of courtroom totally films yeah but i mean if you are and you haven't seen it you should see this one mm. um mm -hmm. Not, not for, for children, kids. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how we watch this one and they're like thinking about it. I'm like, why was that one like scene fast yeah. forwarded, but like no other part of this movie was fast forwarded? That we were like, the swears are fine. Everything's the girls fine. know not to say them. Oh, it's okay. God. Little did they know that like I just was like, I'm gonna be like Marissa to me. When, when I grow, grow up, up that <laughs> is me. That's the woman I'm gonna be. So that's what I'm gonna channel, damn it. We can blame mom when she doesn't like my swearing. Well, mom, how many times did you let me watch my <laughs> It's kinda your fault. But no, I don't wanna say that because I also think everyone should watch this movie. So oh, yeah, I mean like when your kids are like I think like fifteen plus, if you're cool with them watching swearing movies, go ahead, have at her. Hey, hey, um, 14. Okay. Come on, in Canada, sure. it's 14A. <laughs> is it 14A? I didn't even notice. I just remember as a child it was rated R. And I was like, this is no, one that we get to watch. It's 100% rated R because in 14A you're only allowed to have one F-bomb. Oh, <laughs> there you have it. Nope. Yeah, so this one's definitely 18+. plus. Which, I mean, like, <laughs> once you hear one fuck, they're all the same. They're all anyway. the same fucks. They're all the same fucks. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, I loved it. I should re I recommend it to anyone who oh likes God. good movies. Uh, yeah. It's 10 out of 10. Uh, mm. It's 10 mm. out of 10. No, no yeah, question. Yeah. Lisa? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, no. Well, it was okay. Yeah, I'm like, know. that's not how you feel. It was okay. <laughs> I guess, maybe. No, I 100%. I mean, come on. I knew this going in. I knew this without having to watch the movie. This is one of the more familiar films on our podcast that I've just mm. watched a hundred times and watched 
pretty much right up until the podcast started. I love the characters. I love, as you said, the complicated development that is Mona Lisa. God, she's a wonderful character. All of them are. I love that Vinny isn't always good at what he does, but when he's good, he's amazing. So having someone who would, he seems like someone who would exist, right? Who's excellent in these areas, but not so good in these areas. And that's totally. okay. He's able to like learn and overcome or whatever else. I love the courtroom. I'm a, we love courtroom dramas anyways. This is one of my favorite courtroom movies in the sense of, I just love how the witnesses talk, how the judge talks, the prosecutor, all of them. They're all awesome. I even love the guy who just announces people coming in and in, in and out. Yeah. He oh, he's great. And court. he has a great mustache. Doesn't he have oh, a fabulous mustache? And there's yeah. this one moment where he does this little chuckle and it's the cutest oh, thing in he's the world. Laughing. I love him. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> It is also, a cute chuckle. Multicultural film in the sense that you have a lot of black actors in this movie. And I was yeah. watching it and I was like, oh, most of our movies have such a white cast. Yeah. It's rather lovely. <laughs> and actually, it was like, this is actually a realistic depiction of the of population in the South. In this small town. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, so I mean, but I, I love Mona Lisa. I love all of them. Love the pacing, love the humor. As a child who struggled with second and embarrassment, for all that there were moments where I was like, Vinny, get it together. I was ne I never once wanted to leave the film. I wanted to watch it all from start to finish and know what happened. And I loved all the, the actors. I loved all the characters. So yeah, this one held up. Uh, like Pauline, I would recommend it for anyone who, if you haven't seen it yet, and hopefully we have not spoiled it so much that you don't want to. I hope you're more intrigued. Um, you should check this one out. It is an excellent 90s film oh. that has held up way better than most 90s films have. The acting's still fun. The comedy still lands. The scenario is still very real. Like, you know, it's a frightening concept and it's a scary scenario and you want these guys to be okay. And you're also laughing throughout it. Um, so yeah, it kind of has everything in this movie mm -hmm. so i feel like it has a broad appeal and that's probably why it was such a surprise hit as a film for so a film we said in the trivia so that it had a small budget and it made way more money than they were expecting it to and there's a reason i think word of mouth spread and this one's just really enjoyable for a lot of people to see uh so check it out if you haven't already if you watched it you know when you were younger and you want to rewatch it now because you're because you enjoyed it then it's going to hold up you're going to love it still yeah it's great it isn't a kid's movie, again, like so many others. I also question why we were allowed to watch that. Like, I'm not mad about it, but I'm like... No, I'm fine with it. In terms of how I rate it out of 10, 10 out of 10. Come on. I love it. I quote it repeatedly. It has utter nostalgia. This is one of those ones that's up there with Midnight Run, League of Their Own, all mm. that jazz. This is a favorite. 100%. Will remain a favorite freaking love this movie <laughs> yeah it's so good it's so good oh, yeah. so there you go okay. i mean none of you are surprised by what we've said you knew no. this going in we all we, it, didn't, we, we didn't knew it. it we knew it in the trivia zone and like i knew it when i picked the trivia zone. i was like you guys are gonna love this so, movie so now we're gonna shift to some quotes we will try to curtail ourselves but let's be honest everyone there's gonna be a lot of quotes there's just um, so many good lines there's in so many good movie. lines so Pauline. Okay. You get okay. to start, and if you need a buddy, let me know. I'll okay. be whatever other character. Okay. Thank you. Care. Yes, okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate of course, that. of course, for you. Um, <laughs> you're so noble. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a scene. I feel like I don't have this one written down completely, and so I don't think I'm going to be able to get the dialogue perfectly. So I will need your help on this one. Okay. Again. So it's okay. So we mentioned in one of our other favorite quotes that there's an idiot who wants to fight him for two hundred dollars. <laughs> so it has happened as this. He has been thrown in jail. Mm 
for the first time. And Lisa is out hustling the money and she gets stiffed by a guy playing pool. She won the game. He mm-hmm. didn't pay her. She had to cash the traveler's checks. Vinny yeah. finds this out and is like, we got to go get our money. So she rolls up to this bar <laughs> where they walk in. The music yeah. stops. Oh, record scratch. It's great. It's great. It's so classic. Everyone turns to look at them. And then she points to him and they go over and he's like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Vinny. And he goes to Vincent Laquani or Gambini. And then he goes to shake his hand. He doesn't shake his hand. And she's like, his name's JT. His name's JT. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> JT, uh, I understand you played a game of pool with Lisa, which she won. I'm here to collect. And then he <laughs> says, basically, how about if I just kick your ass? Oh, a counter offer. That's what we lawyers, I'm a lawyer. We lawyers like to call that a counter offer. Mm. How about this? I don't know how this goes. So he goes, let me see. I could get my ass kicked or I could collect, collect $200. $200. Oh, yeah. And then he says, I could use a good ass kick. I'll be very honest with you. Mm, nah, I think I'll just go with the $200. Over my dead body. You like to renegotiate as you go along. <laughs> how, about th- how about this? Do I have to kill you? How about I kick the ever-loving shit out of you? Then when I get the money? In your dreams. No, no, no. In reality, if I kick the <laughs> shit out of you, do I get the money? Yeah, then you'd get the money. Great. I'm going with option B. Kicking your ass and collecting $200. Are, are we going to fight now? Yeah, but first, <laughs> uh, show me that you have the money. I got the money. Yeah, show it. Pull it out. Show it to me. I can get it. You can get it? All right. Get it. Then we'll fight. And then he grabs his coat and they leave. And that whole exchange, our family quotes almost every line that Vinny oh says. That's what we lawyers, I'm a lawyer, call that a counter offer. That you one like said, renegotiate as you go along is what we say a lot. <laughs> that one particular part where he just looks at him, we use that all the time in our family. So Whenever good. someone changes the script, someone else has to go. You like to negotiate as you go along. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> um, and then uh, later on, there's a so and I oh I remember thinking like oh Vinny's so smart so there's a he keeps r- running into this guy he keeps encountering him he's like oh, hey, hey little, little Yankee, Yankee boy look what I got here I got your two hundred dollars. Bring it over here. Show it to me. How do, know, how do I know that that's not just a 20, a bunch of ones with a 20 wrapped around it? It's $200. Fan it out. Show it to me. And then he it's sticks it in his pocket because it's not. And he's like, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, Benny is so smart. I thought the same thing. I was like, wow. He wow. Knew. He's very clever. And then Benny's like, yeah, right. And then walks away. And then that's it. And then the last time that he encounters him, he's, as Lisa has already described, he's painted the, she's painted the picture. He's covered in mud. He only has 30 he's minutes so to angry. shower. He's had the worst morning. And as he's walking up to his hotel, JT is standing there. And he's fanned out all the money. He's holding it fanned. And he's like, hey, looky here. I got your $200. Are you going to kick my ass now? And all Vinny does is as he's walking by, makes it look like he's going to keep walking. And then just clocks him in the <laughs> face. And he goes down. Vinny grabs the money, looks at his friend, and then just keeps walking. And it's so funny. It's oh the best. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> 
Lisa, what's what's one of your favorite lines? I feel like we have to do the Mrs. Riley oh, because okay. we can't not okay. do the I'll Mrs. Riley. I'll be Mrs. Riley. I'll be Mrs. Riley. You get to be, it's you get to be so big. good. Okay, you're going to be Set Mrs. Set the scene, Riley. Lisa. Set the scene. Okay. So basically, he's got Mrs. Riley on the stand, and she is an older Black woman <laughs> with the biggest thickest glasses you've ever seen she's so sweet and she's just talking very calmly and he's he's not being rude to her of course he's just speaking to her and so he's just going mrs riley when you saw the defendants were you wearing glasses yes i was and then she's looking in the wrong spot because he's at his desk writing and he just goes over here dear would you mind putting your glasses on for us please she puts them on and he's like whoa how long you been wearing glasses since I was six. Have they always been that thick? Oh, no. They've gotten thicker over the years. So as your eyes have gotten more and more out of whack, as you've gotten older, how many different levels of thickness have you gone through? Um, oh, gosh, over, over 60 years, about 10 times. Maybe you're ready for a thicker set. Oh, no, I, I think they're okay. Maybe we should make sure. Let's check it out. And then he grabs a tape measure. And he goes to Mrs. Riley and he's like, now how far away were the defendants from you when you saw them entering the sack of suds? About 100 feet. 100 feet. Okay. And so he, he gives Mrs. Riley the tamer. She's like, mind holding this, please? Thank you. And then he walks to the other end of the court, like all the way back to the like doors of the courtroom. And he goes, sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Right. Gets there. And he's like, okay, this is 50 feet. That's half the distance. And then he holds up two fingers and he goes, how many fingers am I holding up? Do you want to be the judge? Of course. Uh, let the record show counsel's holding up two fingers. Your Honor, please, huh? Oh, sorry. Now, sorry. Mrs. Riley, and only Mrs. Riley, how many fingers am I holding up now? Four. And then he walks up to her without shifting his fingers, and he's just holding two. And he goes, what do you think now, dear? I think I need thicker glasses. <laughs> and it's and so good. he goes, now Mrs. Riley, and only Mrs. Riley. We say that line all the dear time. Dear Lord. When so someone jumps in, and it's, it's so funny. And that actually was the best part about that line. Joe Pesci added the second part. Like, he improvised it, and they were like, that's so funny. We have to keep that. And it's funny, too, because the judge's face looks so, like, he's he's upset. But he, like, he knows he can't be mad. Like, he knows that he was in the wrong. Yeah, he's, he's like, just oh, I messed so... that up. Yeah. So he's annoyed he so that he's pointed out. But I love, <laughs> I love that everyone on the same area as Mrs. Riley, so the judge and anyone else who's near him, are squinting to see yes. how many fingers he's holding up. It's awesome. And it's almost like when the judge realizes what it is, he's almost proud of himself. It's like, yeah, he's like, he's like I figured it oh, out. I figured it out. It's two. It's two fingers. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. All right, what's your next one? Okay. Um Okay. So let okay, we gotta go we gotta go with uh, another Lisa line. Okay. So he's gone hunting and she is upset about this as we all know. Mm -hmm. He returns and he's holding a big box. <laughs> and she's reading this book and she just says, What's all that? 
This is this is Trotter's files, all of them. You stole his files. <laughs> the first reaction is that he stole the files. I'm like, like, no, you I didn't stole steal his, his files? files. He gave them to me. <laughs> I'm starting to finesse him. I'm just starting to finesse him. And then he gets his secretary to offer to copy them up for me. And it's just this very impressive. Finesse. You're a hell of a finesse. <laughs> yes. So then, okay. <laughs> then he says to her about the book. Yeah, because she's reading the Alabama court rules kind of thing that, that he, he's been given. And so he doesn't like this. <laughs> so he asks her not to read the book and he closes it. He's like, do me a favor, don't read this book. And she says, all right. And then there's a pause. <laughs> you want to know why Trotter gave you his files? What are you talking about? It's called disclosure. He has to, by law, it's, clause, it's called disclosure, you dickhead. He <laughs> has to give you all of his files. Otherwise, there could be a mistrial. He's got to give you a list of all his witnesses. You, have to, you can talk to all his witnesses. He's not allowed any surprises. They didn't teach you that in law school either. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just left staring at her. And oh. I love because she wasn't going to say anything. She wasn't. She was going to just pat him on the back him... for finessing the prosecutor. <laughs> But then he took away the book and told her not to read it. And she was like, okay. <laughs> Which I feel I Is would that do. You, Is that what you <laughs> Like realize, watching this movie, I realized I was like, oh, there's a lot of my personality that's coming out in this movie. Wait, that, I didn't, that I didn't know was in there. I'm like, I, like I, I got it. I got her so good. I was like, she makes perfect sense. Yeah, I do this. Like, yeah, I feel the same way. So anyway, so I really found her quite relatable. It was great. Okay, what's one? One of the ones we of absolutely have to do again because it's quoted by our okay. family so much. And I will be Vinny, okay. and you can be oh. the judge again. Okay, wonderful. Oh, yes. Is it? And so he's questioning Mr. It's when he's just starting to question Mr. Tipton. And he goes, <clears throat> uh, is it possible that the two youths... The two what? I'm oh, sorry. I Wait, I got to do that again. I did it with a Brooklyn accent. So can you do that again? <laughs> Need a minute. Okay. Do you want me to start again? Yeah, when you're okay. ready. I can do okay. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it possible the two youths... The two what? Uh, what did you say? Uh, what word? What was that word? Uh, what word? The two what? What? Did Did you say ute? Yeah, two utes. What is a ute? Oh, excuse me, your honor. Two utes. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it possible the two defendants... Pause. <laughs> and he looks at the judge. And the oh, judge is so look back at him as he's just like, yeah. And then he carries on and does the whole bit with Mr. Tip. But it's so awesome. It's just so the, funny. Sorry, two youths. <laughs> and that was also a conversation between, I don't know if it was the director or it was the writer and Vinny. That's how Vinny says youth. And there was the exact same exchange of confusion. And then he was like, we're keeping this in the movie. And yeah. it's so good. Anyway, it's so funny. It's such a great one to do with a Brooklyn accent. You're just like, yeah. oh my God. Okay, okay. What was that word? What was what that word? word? Did well, you I say love how confused he is. He's like, what was I? I was talking normal. I was talking like a regular person. What you talking about? And I think I was also doubly confused as a kid because I didn't know what a youth was either, really. Like, I was like, I was like, youth, what? Youth wasn't a good clarification. You were like, no. oh, a youth. I was like, and then I think I asked too, because it was like, what's a youth? And someone's like, a child. And I'm like, 
That's confusing. <laughs> no one's a child. Why here. wouldn't you just say child? But also, no Wait, one's a child. Who are we talking about? These are all adults. <laughs> like I was so like, what? Who? The defendants anyway. are also adults. adults too. No one's a child. Anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, What's okay. Your next so one? there's another one. There's. There's another line. I feel like out of context, it's not going to be that great, but we do this one all the time as well. Okay. So Trotter, who is the prosecutor, he <laughs> has the he has the uh, car export expert up on the stand. And yep. he's talking about how the expert has just collected sample from the rubber on the tires of the defendant's car. Mm-hmm. And they've found the, the tire tracks left at the scene and they compared those samples and they found the samples to be identical. And Trotter, for emphasis, emphasis to the jury, turns to them and says, ah, identical. And he does this hand movement. He claps and then he like shows his hands to them really dramatically. And so he's now, like, this is a big deal. This is a, I need all of you to get this. And so our whole family, if someone says the word identical, if some, if it is mentioned or in, implied in some at way all. at yes. all the whole family says identical <laughs> with a southern accent so anyone who's near us we are having a normal conversation in our own us, accent in our own accents and one person just happens to say identical and, a, and usually more than one person goes identical <laughs> and then the conversation continues <laughs> As if nothing happened. I just wonder how confusing we are as a people to anyone out. Yeah, as a people. We basically are our own people at this point. We are our own people. It's fascinating. It's very true. Running culture, everyone. Yeah. yeah. So it's Uh, it's great. It's great. Okay. Uh, What's one another one of yours? So I I need to do this one, and I need us both to do it. Obviously, my pleasure. Uh, Yeah. Obviously, I knew you'd be happy. I'm your woman. I know you are. So Vinny has been bailed out of jail by Mona Lisa and she's upset with him because she thinks that he's messing up the case. And he's saying that he's like, you know, bound to fuck up a little. And her response is, a little? You were thrown in jail twice. Lisa, I know I was thrown in jail. I don't need you to point it out for me. Oh, what does he say? You're my fiance. You're my fiance. You're supposed to be like, you're supposed to like stand by your man. Encourage me a little bit. A little encouragement. Is that what you want? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You were wonderful in there. The way you handled that judge. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. All right. Knock it off. Knock it off. You think I like fucking up? Is that it? (laughs) Just love. We say that, we do that, you are a smooth talker. You are. You are. You are. are. We will take that completely out of context as well. The smooth talker in that tone of voice, with that intonation, again, out of nowhere. So Mm -hmm. uh, just picture a family doing that for fun. In Canada. In Canada. (laughs) Just solid Brooklyn accents, just randomly. You are. You are. You are. Oh, it's oh so my good. god. Uh, um, I think maybe one last one, Pauline. Do you have one last one? Okay. Chris? Yeah. I mean, okay, so there's a th- we'll go to the we'll bump to the finale a little bit. So Okay. So not to spoil it, everyone, but Vinny's figured it out. And now him and Lisa are trying to get out of Dodge really <laughs> quickly to avoid the judge. And 
she pulls the car around they get in the car and then what how this ends up happening is so we haven't mentioned this part yet but basically Vinny lied to the judge mm-hmm. saying that he was a more experienced attorney than he actually was yeah and because he needed to kind of like have a little bit of like clout with the judge he needed to you know he's like i know what i'm doing it's all good kind of a thing that was how that was the representation he lied about what like defending a guy who was charged with the son of sam murders <laughs> and like, he, his lies are terrible anyway he really so, needed to work on that so he oh, lies God. and says that he's this this lawyer named jerry gallo and then turns out that was a bad idea because that was a lawyer who died last week and his name was all in the papers. So then once the judge figures that out, he's like, I'm not Jerry Gallo, I'm Jerry Callow. And so then the judge is like, okay, fine. So he goes to find out about Jerry Callow, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And that's why Vinny's trying to leave early. And then he doesn't get in trouble from the judge. The judge shakes his hand, tells him he's great. And then he's like, great, okay. He thinks he's going to get arrested. He puts his hands up like he's going to get cuffs put on him. And then that doesn't happen. Then he gets in the car and he says to Lisa, he's like, what the hell was that all about back there? And she says- I made a call to one of your great friends. What kind of friends do you have in in the clerk's office? Your friends. My friend. Judge Malloy. So what's your problem? Problem is, I wanted to win my first case without any help from anybody. Well, I guess that plan's moot. Yeah. You know, this could be a sign of things to come. You win all your cases, but with somebody else's help. You win case after case, and then afterwards you have to go up to somebody and you have to say, thank you. Oh my God, what a fucking nightmare. It's so good. It's so good. And I love that line so much, because then Vinny says... Um, he's talking about how he's like he's like I won my first case. You know what this means? Yeah, you think I'm gonna marry you? Oh, so what? You're not gonna marry me now? No way. You can't even win a case by yourself. You're fucking useless. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. She's <laughs> she's so well written. I love it so much. And then they just anyway. the movie ends with them arguing about whether they should get married. Get on married the weekend this weekend. You don't a- get it, do you? <laughs> I want a wedding in church with bridesmaids hey, and hey, flowers. When did you say that? A we- when did you say that a wedding was supposed to be spontaneous? Uh, no. Spontaneous is romantic. Spontaneous is romantic. A burp is spontaneous. A burp is not romantic. (laughs) They just keep going and the end credits roll. So they're driving away. It's brilliant. Arguing over a potential for marriage. It's one of the best endings Mm because it's so good for the characters and like how you know them to be. And like it's a happy ending, but like they they haven't changed their dynamic Mm. or relationship. It's so good. It's so good. It is. It is. All right, Lisa, do you have one that you want to finish us off with? I don't know. That was probably the best one we could have ended with. All right. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to steal the thunder, but I did let you do her line. So I mean, no, no, actually I, you know what's so funny is I told you that's the one we're going to end on. And then I took her lines. I didn't mean to, but I just started it. And I was like, Oh no, no, but I started with him. So I did it. So it's okay. Lisa, look at us. Look how gracious both of us are. Both of us are okay with it. it. Are you happy listening to this? Everyone? I hope you enjoyed this little random back and forth. Um, So, I was happy listening to it. Thank you, Lisa. Great. Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us quote and talk about My Cousin Vinny to Pieces. I don't know how much we reviewed it, but damn, did we have fun quoting it. All you know is it's good. That's all you need to know. It's good. That's all you need to know. Uh, So there's no way I'm topping that next week. I I already know that. We're not topping My Cousin Vinny. It's one of our absolute favorites. So instead, I've decided I'm going to bring in a guest because that'll, you know, liven things up in a different way. And yes, it will it'll still be an entertaining episode, but it just won't be my cousin Vinny. 
So there we have a guest. If you want to know who it is, join us for the trivia sode where that is revealed as well as the mystery movie will be revealed uh, because I've chosen it. So Pauline and our guests will have to try and go head to head to figure out who can guess the movie first. And which I'll is always fun. lose because I always <laughs> lose when we go head to head. I always lose. You'd think I'd have a one up on anybody who joins because really I'm always, do. but it doesn't, I, I lose every time. Well, it's okay. Sometimes it's all right. one against JM, haven't you? I mean, maybe. Now I question. JM doesn't like games or trivia, so I mean, I don't know if it's that's winning. I mean, it's like I feel like, sh- and I don't even think I do win. All I think we, she's beat me, and I'm like, okay, well, this feels ironic. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so enjoy listening to Pauline get mopped uh, on the floor. Someone's gonna mop the floor with Pauline in the next. That's episode. true. It's gonna be uh, great. So, so in the meantime, please like and subscribe on whichever platform we're listening to us on, and please, of course, give us a sweet little review. Uh, let everyone know if you haven't already how much you enjoy our podcast and uh, please follow us on Instagram on Twitter we're at real window or you can send us a nice long email if you so choose real.window at gmail.com let us know some of your favorite childhood movies inappropriate ones you probably shouldn't watch but you still loved all that kind of jazz Uh, and in the meantime have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week and we will catch you on Friday when we have our trivia (laughs) so